Okay, welcome back to another episode, and allow me to introduce my guest. You may remember her from the real world Miami. Cynthia, how are we doing? We are doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you for asking. I'm glad to hear that, but I'm more so curious now what is going through your mind, because I'm sure right now this is this whole thing probably doesn't even feel like it's happening. Like it This does. has to feel so foreign to you. It does. It feels very foreign to me because, you know, I have one foot out and one foot in now as of late, and things are a whole lot different these days now doing these reality TV shows than where I come from back in the, you know, the 90s, dun, 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 <laughs> you know, so um you know, it's it's um, it's just weird. It's a whirlwind. Um, I'm glad that uh, somebody found me interesting enough to try to bring me back. I completely forgot about it. You know, my 19 year old son kind of forgets that his mother is kind of like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, has it set in yet that this whole thing's happening, or is it just gonna set in maybe once the show premieres? You know, to be honest. I'm used to kind of seeing what they're going to put out before it actually comes out to the world. So I don't know how they do it these days. I know that there has been an announcement. Um, you know, I have a regular everyday job that I that I go to. You know, as a matter of fact, I have two jobs, you know what I mean? Plus oh. my side businesses that I do also. So, you know, I'm very much a regular everyday human being who just happens to have had um, extraordinary um, opportunities um, along my life. And I'm very blessed and happy to say that. And it's just, you know, when people finally meet me, I don't lead with that. So they never know what I've done until someone always comes around and says, you look so familiar. And I'm like, is that right? And I just keep on going and talking. I never lead with it. So now, you know, it's, it's certainly a tool that a lot of people have, um, become very successful with. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know how to, I need to figure out how to maximize this opportunity once again. You know, I'm 48 years old. I don't know what, how to manage this. When the announcements came out, my phone was blowing up. I mean, it was just constantly buzzing. I'm getting all of these different requests, all of these different Hey, congratulations. And, and, you know, I'm just really seeing the support out there. And I am just I'm overwhelmed and I'm very grateful because I'm like, wow, this is um, I didn't even know this thing existed like this. No, this was there was definitely none of this in 96 when uh, no. Real World Miami. There was none of this probably when 2004 when Battle what? of the Sexes was happening. So what? even your last show, there was none of this. Like there was just a whole different. You're essentially in the belly of the beast right now. Yeah. So I'm, you know, my son is like, mom, you know, the world is different now. You got to be careful about what you say and be very sensitive to things. And um, I mean, it's just like so many rules. It's like, I don't know to talk, to be quiet, to go up, go back, go left, go right. It's just, it's just, it's a lot, you know, but it's, yeah. it's very exciting. And I can't wait to see what's going to come of this, I think. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we'll have to see. That that's yeah. that's for a conversation for a different day, I suppose. Okay, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I'm curious now, since obviously you got announced, I'm sure it took you by surprise to be invited, I would have to assume. And then for the fans, because Real World Miami, when it came out, was such a popular season and it's still regarded in very highly. You know, like people look at that season very fondly. 
But due to kind of like maybe the season not even being on Paramount Plus and then kind of falling through the cracks a little bit in a way with the cast kind of taking a step back and going a little bit off the grid, mm-hmm. how were you maybe approached in uh, to be on the show initially? Like who maybe or how was it first presented to you? Well, um, one of the other roommates of mine, I guess Dan was contacted first and I talked to Dan pretty often, more often than any of the other castmates. Some of them I haven't seen or talked to in in several years, but I understand that everyone is doing very well and that's great. Now, you know, everyone in my season, they, they, I mean, I think everyone has lives and stuff and they haven't really um, put all their eggs in the basket of, you know, hopefully MTV will call back and let us come and do a show and stuff like that. You kind of have to still stay relevant, I think. And I know that some of the things they're going to want to talk about on the show, maybe all of us are not willing to talk about those things, which will makes which makes our season that much more um, juicy, as you could say. You know, people love scandal. People love gossip. People love the tea. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's we're all older now and we kind of care about what this can do to the rest of our lives because we we all have lives you know and we you know we would love the opportunity to 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 return but i don't know what has been discussed with the other castmates of you know or questions that they may have had in order for us to be able to return I, i for one am happy to go back i am one for happy to you know but i don't have any like vendettas to settle i keep it very light you know what i mean Everyone's like, well, what about the Flora situation? Well, what about the Flora situation? That was shit, what, 26, 27 years ago? Are you kidding me? Hopefully we both moved on by then, by now, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, but I would love to see them. I would love to be in a space with them and, and share some time with them. And, 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 I mean, you know, hopefully nobody has to act a goddamn fool or anything like that. But that seems, that seems to be what brings ratings and eyeballs. And I know that's very important now. But we're grown-ups. We're damn, some of us are 50 years old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so was the was this challenge call was that intertwined in any sense? Because I'm sure you're aware that the homecoming seasons, the revisiting like real world seasons of old, right? Like I'm sure you're aware mm-hmm. of that. Was that intertwined? Mm-hmm. Do you know if they were maybe presenting a reunion for Miami too? Nobody even mentioned that to me when they first um uh, came to me with to do a challenge. When they called me for the challenge, I thought they had the wrong number, okay? I said, you know I'm an old lady now, right? And they laugh, 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 you know, because I'm so far removed from it. And what is the challenge? And what are you talking about? Oh, so they're doing it different now? They're, you know, winning real cash prizes and, you know, because back in the day, it wasn't like that. It was like, hey, come for an opportunity, come and travel over here. You can do all of these really cool things. And, you know, the very first one I did, you don't get eliminated. So you get to go through all of the things. I'm really bummed that I didn't get a chance to experience everything. I have yet to jump out of an airplane. I have yet to jump out of a helicopter. I have yet to do some of those things that that is still on my bucket list. You know what I mean? But back in the day, you were able to experience it all. And it was and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, that's how I met Ronnie the first time because we did a challenge against them. She had to remind me of that when I was at the show. I don't remember anybody and I felt really bad because people did remember me and like even Tina, Tina was like, 
you know she's crazy. She she cracks me up. I just love her to death. She's like, bitch, you don't remember me? And I was like, uh, not really. But <laughs> then she brought it back. I was like, oh wow. I remembered Veronica. I even remembered um, um a few others that I was there with also. And of course, everybody remembers Cyrus. He's such a a, a huge personality. You know, everyone remembers him. Yeah. But you know. Mark, of course, he's one of the OGs of it and all that stuff, you know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what this does for me, to me. Uh, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it'll be a, um, a positive experience. But it certainly depends on how they make, how they portray you, uh, you know, on the show. And, you know, we don't have any control over that. No, it, it's <laughs> it, it's a lot more focused, I feel like, and centered now on, like, Oh, how am I going to be portrayed? How are they going to edit this? The word edit by dictionary existed in 96, but by social setting probably wasn't thrown around as much in oh, reality yeah. TV regards. Like, oh, I doubt yeah. that you, Dan, and all those people from your season weren't showing up there like, I wonder how they're going to edit this when I get home in six months. That wasn't a thing. You guys were essentially just being documented. Yeah. And just go. Go with it. Just go. Uh, what you would normally do go and be normal go and you know and you got this thing on your back you mic'd up every day but they want you to go out into the world and be normal there's nothing about that normal and you're talking about six months of 24 hour just about filming all day long and in between that you got to go and do confessionals you have things to do i had a job the whole time i was there and they never really showed me on that until the very last season it was as though oh you know the show gives you you know, gave Cynthia, gave Cynthia an opportunity to stay in Miami and to work. I had a job the whole time because, once again, I had a whole life at home, in, you know, that I had to take care of. It was crazy. Mm. Yeah. So when making the decision to come on to All Stars, what were maybe some factors that registered for you? Because it had to have been something that went off in your head to where, like, you're like, okay, I haven't been on reality TV since 04. What what is going to make me want to return in 2022 being a mom, having, you know, jobs that you have? Like what what was the deciding factor there? I love an adventure. I love the unknown. Um, and I didn't know. I kind of like ha liked how they had it set up where you don't know where you're going to go. Most likely you'll go out of the country somewhere. They're not going to take you anywhere where you could you're going to be in any kind of real danger. Um, some of those things, you know, it was, it would have been a nice little getaway because I've always known that if I'm going on a show like this and it's been out for so long and it's for, you know, all stars or whatever, I actually thought it would be more people there that was closer to my age. I didn't think that I would run into any 20 something year olds, 30, you know, early thirties. Here I am. I'm, I'm the oldest female on the show at the time okay so that's great i'm happy with that i am very proud of who i am and and and, and what it is right but um i didn't know i didn't know what to expect i just had to figure out will my job let me go because i have some things that i am very responsible for there that i can't just you know pin it off on someone else and to do it. So there needed to be a discussion of that. I found out literally that I would be going on the show a month in. So I didn't have a chance to practice, to work out, to get ready, to find a trainer, to do any of that stuff. 
However, I didn't know that I did that. I've worked all the way up until it was time to get on the airplane and fly to where we where we filmed the show. I literally was leaving a game, got on the airplane. Next morning, I was at the I was on the show. There was no preparation whatsoever for me. I didn't have time because when it was decided that I was going, I still had to wrap up loose ends in order to be able to come back to my job. You know what I mean? Now, was that the case of just needing to make sure the moving parts were in order with your job because of, you know, just stability? Or was that because of, okay, I have a real job. I'm about to go on reality TV. I don't want this to look a certain way or jeopardize that. Which one was it maybe? It was it was a little bit of both. So there's a responsibility that I have because, yes, yeah, sure, I'm going to go on this show. And I'm going to earn a, an X amount of dollars for being on the show. Of course, I want to win. But the chances of that, I mean, give me a break. Seriously, I haven't had. I mean, look at me. Right. I am not in the gym and serious and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm like a pedestrian that you pick me up. You pick me up off the street, say, hey, do you want an opportunity? I'm like, yeah. And then you go in there and you throw in there with a whole bunch of thundercats. OK, who have been. This is their livelihood. So there was it was two. It was twofold there. I needed to make sure that I was able to leave my job intact so that when I return, there wouldn't be any problem with me going back to it. And then also to prepare myself to be on television again, you know, um, as an older woman, as a person that's in a relationship now, a very serious relationship, as a, a career driven woman, uh, um, uh, somebody's mama, like a mug, you know, he's grown and stuff. But, you know, and, and you know, being a part of my family and all those types of things. My life is a lot different than when it was 22 years old, where I can just pop up like toast and go and do whatever I wanted to do when I was ready to do it. I have to make arrangements. My life is set up in that way. I have yeah. responsibilities, you know, and in, in a nutshell, Mike, you know, whatever money I win, my job is still over here. And that's going to that's going to carry me further right now. So until. Hopefully, you know that can replace this if that's ever an opportunity i need to respect it all you know what i mean i need to make sure that i respect it all because right now one is not more important than the other i need to do both until when it changes it changes you know mm -hmm. right you need a nice little balance until one outweighs Absolutely. the other yeah so I guess this will be a good point then since you know we're intertwining now kind of job and then social media in a double-edged sword type of way, one of the things that you have going on right now is your sensational parties, which I want to let you talk a little bit about. But in the double-edged sword type of way, if you were to ever use social media at a specific point in time to kind of leverage that into what you're doing, now would be the time, you know? Right. You're so gonna how about you that, Mike? Tell me about it. <laughs> so why don't you walk my audience and the people through what exactly you know sensational parties is that you do and um yeah floor is yours so um this is going to this is weird because this is the first time i've ever really had a platform to talk about my business you know um and everybody is about to know about this now not even the people that i work with really know about it so i have been an owner of an um an adult party company for Let's see, my son is 19, at least 17 of those years. Okay. 
and it's always been a side business for me. Um, and what it is is we are we we have parties for adults um, that you can purchase product, you can learn about the latest and greatest. Um, you can we play games, we win gifts. Uh, it gives the audience a chance to ask any question that they would possibly. Um, want to ask and wouldn't feel comfortable in any other environment except for that one. And, you know, we all learn together. You know, we uh, I explain a lot of different things, um, how you can enhance your relationships and things like that. It's not a low down, dirty kind of thing. You know, it's, it's very much a fun, very grown up opportunity for people to get together and to relax and to be able to ask any question that they possibly could think of. Um, everything is available that day as far as the products for people to be able to 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 to, to purchase and to share with their um, their significant others or by themselves or whatever the situation may be. Um, I am very much myself. Sometimes I can get through a whole party without people even knowing who I am or and what I do. You know what I mean? Or or someone and then when that pops up, oh my God, the party really changes. It gets it gets escalated like none other because what are the chances right you book a party and i show up my sister and i you know that's like holy shit that's sin and you like hey y'all what's up you know and i'm just very much myself um it's uh you know and people you know i get lots of business from that a lot of people want the opportunity to be able to be around me people want to have the chance to be in an environment where you know, I, I'm very much part of the party also where, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm the teacher, but, you know, it's um, it's a shared, um, uh, very fun space. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting this as lightly as I possibly can, but just so that you can kind of understand what it is that I do. So I am a pleasure party provider. OK, I own my business. My sister and I have been working together with this business ever since my son was maybe two mm -hmm. years old. Wow. So it's been a very long time. Um, uh, it, it's a it's a lucrative business. I could pick it up or put it down whenever I want to. Um, I have done several parties um, and I enjoy it very much, you know, and it's so funny because when you're in the shopping uh, malls or the grocery stores and you run into couples that may have been having some trouble and then you see them and they look at you and they wink and I'll be like, I love that. That's what's up. Hey, y'all. I hope you guys are doing good. And I go on about my merry way, you know, or girls that have gotten married or whatever the situation may be. And they come and they say, you know, I've, I've been to several of these kind of parties and I've never been to one like yours. You are the bomb sand and all this stuff. And I mean, I get all these accolades for that because this is what you get. It's not an act. I'm like, OK, y'all, here's all the stuff. Let's talk about it. Let's play these games. Let's learn today. You know, and it's just um, it's a very fun environment. So that's that's what pleasure. That's what sensational um, parties is. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. I feel like when it comes to business and work, so to speak, I feel like doing something you're passionate about and doing something you love while having it be your business is something that is in the very best interest of a lot of people. So yeah. I think it's pretty incredible what you've been able to parlay since. I mean, you did say what that this has been going on for a while. So I would have to assume okay. based on based on that timeline was were you first in the developments of this while you were on your final show 
Um, yes. So it came about, let's see, um, the last show I did, my son was two. So, um, and me and his dad had gotten together and, um, it's so funny. My son's father gave me two of the best things ever in my life, gave me my son and gave me sensational, the idea for it. And with that, I basically taken it and ran with it. You know, I've turned it into, um, a very lucrative, successful business, you know? And um, yes, it was in the it was in the, the the small stages at first. It started out as something else, and then it kind of parlayed into something bigger, into kind of what it is. It'd be great to be even bigger than that because a lot of people find that you know um, the celebrity um, Candy, I think that's her name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she, you know, they compare it a lot with that, and I'm like, well, I don't have the platform nor the money to be able to make my own products and put my name on them. But I most certainly have the accounts where I can purchase it and sell it and make, you know, make a lucrative business out of it. You know, I, I don't I'm not there yet. Give me some more time. You know what I mean? And I'll get there. That's for sure. So that wouldn't be a bad thing. Like you know? I said, you've got a very good opportunity if you choose to kind of run with it now with the added eyeballs that are about to be on you in the coming weeks, months. You know, I just want to make sure that I maximize my um, my my um, opportunity to the best of my ability while keeping as many things as I possibly can intact, you know, mm -hmm. um, until one thing, you know, makes a huge difference in my life. Where I don't have to have all of these different things going on. I do all of these things for a reason, you know. Is a quality of life that I would like to maintain for myself and my child. Um, and, and I say my child, but he's grown. He's almost out the house. But <laughs> you know, it's just a quality of life that I would like to maintain. And in order to do that, living in California, you have to do you have to be you have to you have to be an octopus. You have to do several things. So until one thing comes up and I can stick with that and let that be what it's going to be. I have to do what I need to do. That's just the way it is. I'm, I've had all these opportunities, but which one is going to show itself to make me be able to slow down a little bit or to be able to concentrate on that one thing, you know? So mm -hmm. I certainly like to, to be in front of people and talk to them. I certainly like for people to know and to get to know me and they feel very comfortable meet with me when they do, you know? And I think that is um, that thing that I have that people like about me is that everyone is not born with that thing and i think i've been blessed to be born with that thing and that transcends over all of the things all of the the opportunities that i'm involved in you know it's all about cynthia's personality and how it shines through and i'm happy that that is the case because i can take it wherever i go you know it's all about betting on yourself at the end of the day so. At the end of the day, you know, I do the best I can with what I got. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say. <laughs> and for the folks listening, you know, uh, if you want to go further, find out about what Cynthia is referring to. Her Instagram is sensational underscore parties. Am I correct? But it's C-Y-N in the sensational, not like with the S. That's right. So Sin for Cynthia, because that's my nickname, Sin. <laughs> Nice play on words. Very catchy. 
let's kind of talk and uh, dive into now the nitty gritty stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> more, okay. We mentioned in real world Miami by word a couple moments ago, but I want to kind of dive into the basis of it. And what I like to do is I get my guests casting stories and kind of what they were up to prior to their auditioning or whatever case it may be with them getting onto the show. So walk me through 96 Cynthia, what she was doing that led her to the real world in that process. Cause I think from watching it back, were you working at Applebee's or something like that? I certainly was. I certainly was. Well, this so, hits, um, this hits ho- close to home here. Cause I am yeah. quite the Applebee's connoisseur <laughs> of my own right. So I can't even tell you the last time I've been in an Applebee's. Okay. Um, oh. No, no, put, no, put, no, you know, no, I'm not giving no shade to Applebee's, though, oh, okay? Because if no. I weren't there, you guys wouldn't even even seen me, so there you go. <laughs> Much respect, Applebee's. I appreciate you. <laughs> the floor is yours. Take it away Thank from you. uh, your record. Uh, okay, so 96, I feel like I'm talking about Cynthia's little sister, right? The mm-hmm. little girl that's in me now. Um, she was, uh, let's see, 96. I was, I was actually in a, uh, an altercation or, or an argument with my boss at Applebee's. And um, he had said something to me that upset me, but everything used to set me back then. And, and I was like, I'm going to fix him. I'm going to go out and I'm going to find me a new job. And so I set out that day and I went to go start looking for jobs. Now, mind you, back in this these days, you can look in a newspaper, you can find jobs there, or you can walk into places, fill out a paper application, and you know your 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 personality shines through, and you'll get the job. So this in particular day, on a local station, 106 KMEL here in um in, in well in Oakland, the whole Bay Area, they kept advertising all over all over social I mean social media, the radio. You know, hey, come down to the Holiday Inn at the Edgewater in Oakland. Um, MTV's Road Rules and Real World is going to be there doing casting open calls. This was just on constant rotation constant rotation and even then i had never seen a show i didn't know what it was i wasn't familiar with reality tv and i think maybe back then big brother might have been the only show that was out that was a that type of show so anyway i took my time i went down to this hotel where they were you know having auditions or uh talk to's or whatever it was at the time and there was a a two-sided blue paper application i filled it out not even thinking about it. It was so many people there. So I was really nosy trying to understand, well, what is this? What are they doing? I don't I don't watch MTV, none of that stuff, right? And I think MTV back in the day used to play more music than they do right now. So it was more like, yo, MTV raps and stuff like that. I'm really dating myself, okay? So I wait in line here and I'm looking at all these people and they go in and they come out. They go in and they come out. It's like a, a an assembly line. So when I finally got in there, there's folks in there. They have these cameras on these tripods and all this stuff. And I'm still not feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, like uh, what this could possibly be. So I'm looking around and, you know, they're introducing themselves to me. And I'm like, hey, I'm Cynthia. And yeah, I'm from Oakland and all of these different things and stuff. Still just keeping it really light, not even understanding how big or, or what an opportunity this is right at that moment. And so they asked me a few questions. I answered them, had them cracking up because I was very honest about whatever my answers were. I don't remember the questions, but 
they like me so much. They said, can you come back later on today? And I said, well, I don't know if I can come back later on today because I'm supposed to be going out looking for a job. I was just coming in here to be nosy to see what y'all was back. I needed to, you know, I had other things I needed to do. When I came back, there was nobody there. But except for me and there was a bunch of people on the other side. And so I walked in and I said, wow, all of this for me? And they laughed and they started to talk to me about the opportunity. They offered me both opportunities at that time. It says, Cynthia, we think you will be great to come out and do either the road rules or the real world. Okay, well, what's the difference? So they explained to me traveling around in a Winnebago for road rules. I was like, uh, I don't think I want to do that. I don't want to be in a van, you know, or a Winnebago. And at that time, I'm almost like, well, what the hell is a Winnebago? They said, uh, a mobile home. I was like, oh, why you didn't just say that? <laughs> <laughs> so it went from there, Mike. You know, they uh, I chose the real world. They said that they couldn't tell me where I would be going, that it would be six, pe seven people living in a house. And, you know, they're just going to videotape you with your everyday life. And that's what the show is. So I was like, OK, let's try that one. When I got ready to go, my mother was not happy with it. She did not want me to hop on a plane and go to New York because it was in the middle of the winter. And I had never been on an airplane before back then, if I think about it. So wow. I didn't know what to expect. And I was going to cross country all by myself. And my mother did not like that idea at all. So I went because I love taking a risk and I love an adventure. And, and everything else from there is history. So that's how I um, kind of stumbled upon MTV's reality TV shows and, and all of that kind of stuff. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So how much maybe contention um, on the part of your mom did you face maybe once the show came out, I guess you could say? Like, was there still contention or once the thing was wrapped up and filmed? Was she kind of lightening up about it or was it worse when the show came out? No, my mother will tell you that, you know, my, my mother has seven kids. I'm number five out of seven. And I am the one that worries her the most and not in a bad way to where, you know, she's just always like, you're just too free. You too, you know, we need you to keep your feet on the ground, you know, as far as just, just keep your feet on the ground, sin, just work, just this, just that, because you know, where my mom comes from, she can't imagine opportunities like this happening. And, and and really, to be honest, I don't think any of my brother or any of my sisters was thinking about that either at the time. They was just like seeing and one of her, another, you know, another one of her crazy ideas. And she's just going to, you know, she's just all over the place. She don't know what she want to do. But I didn't have any kids at the time. And I was free to do whatever I wanted. I was grown. And my mother knew that. She just always, she said, I'm just going to keep praying for you. I'm going to keep praying for you, Sid, you know? And uh, and she did that the whole time. And she stayed worried, but she knew I was going to be okay. I stayed in contact with her, you know, especially when I had to get on these airplanes and I'm living somewhere else. I had never lived outside of California before. And here I am all the way down here in Florida. She couldn't just come and see me. It was just, you know, she likes to keep tabs on us all. That's just how she is, you know? She knew I would be fine, but you know, she's my, my mother's old school. You know, she's yeah. from Beaumont, Texas, and they just don't do stuff like that, you know? So it's a it's a trip, man. It's a trip. Let me turn on this light. It might be a little bit better. A little better. Well, what a, what a season for you to show up on. 
you show up in sunny Miami with mm -hmm. a group of compelling people, might I add. I mean, yeah. Dan, I could see why he made it on the show. Flora can see why she we made it. We can see why she made it on the show. And you too, I mean, you mentioned a moment ago, you kind of passed all that clashing and stuff. But people, you know, they bring up all these moments that happened so long ago, still to this day. I mean, the you and Flora fight is very much talked about, which, I mean, in a 2022 setting, you know, maybe something said there might not pass the eyes and ears test uh, on Paramount+. Plus. Absolutely. And then uh, you've got infamous scene with the, the window um, <laughs> when <laughs> everybody talks about. And then you've got the envelope scene with Melissa and Dan. So I kind of want to talk about a little bit of these conflicts in the house. Like, what, why, why do you feel like uh, there was some popping off there between uh, some of the roommates? Maybe yours and uh, Flora's dynamic. You could talk to that since you're kind of involved with it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think you put seven strangers together that's coming from completely different backgrounds. Some of which, or most of us, who of which have never lived with anyone that doesn't look like them or come from where they come from. You know what I mean? So there's something is bound to happen. I mean, it says it in the intro of the show. You put seven strangers together, something like that, blah, blah, blah. You never know what's going to happen. And that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. Okay. That's exactly, it couldn't be more further from the truth, you know? Um, <laughs> It, it was bound to happen. Six months sharing a room with somebody, okay, um, uh, uh, and and people just live differently, raised differently, and stuff. It's bound to happen. You know, you just don't know when your turn is going to come up. But everybody gets a turn, that's for sure. It's just how do you deal with it when you when it is your turn? I think now thinking back on you know some of you know I didn't have a lot of conflict, but on some of those things that would have that were said back then and even now probably wouldn't even phase me or I would have certainly handled it differently or something. I mean, we can always talk about what we would have done, but that's not necessarily what happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, people, it, it's bound to happen. There's nothing you can do about it, but it's just how you deal with it when it, when it comes up, I would imagine. So I don't even know if that really answers your question, Mike. No, okay. no, you, you answered the question. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I think many people were kind of hoping that uh, if they were to revisit Homecoming, that you guys would be getting a ring for that. But as far as you go, you would be all for doing it, right? Sure. And, you know, I've had a conversation with um, some of the other castmates that, you know, some of us thought wouldn't be willing to do it. And I've reached out and, and that they are willing to do it, you know, but they want to make sure that we're not taken advantage of. They want to make sure that it's fair. They want to make sure that, you know, it's really taken advantage of and that is fair, you know. And I know exactly what they're talking about when they say that. If you think about what we what they what what we what we were awarded uh, to do the show all these years ago is nothing in comparison to what it is right now. Mm -hmm. You know, people have made a whole ass living off of this. Yeah. And so, you know, you just are very um, you just want to make sure that it's it's right this time around, because when you're 22 years old and you're just excited about the opportunity, you're just excited about the opportunity. Oh, I get to go somewhere and you know all that you're not really reading the contract. That's hella big. 
you know, you're not really, you know, you just want to go, you just want to experience it and you'll deal with the rest later. Well, that, that's pretty, pretty much what has happened, you know, and, you know, MTV has, you know, made a very good living off of our reality. You know what I'm saying? It is very true. Yeah. You know, they can, this will be passed down for generations for them. Well, we're the subjects. So, you know what I mean? But um, yes, again, I'm willing to do it. I know Dan is willing to do it. I believe Flora is willing to do it. I've heard Mike is willing to do it. I've had conversations with Joe and he would consider it. Um, you know, and I don't know, I haven't talked to him again about it because, you know, Joe is, is, is he's got his own life. I mean, we all do. But, you know, Joe, Joe has always been that guy who kind of marches to the beat of his own drum. And, and he doesn't need the opportunity, like, say, for instance, some of the other, you know, some of the other castmates do. You know what I mean? But he's, um, you know, I do contact, I do stay in contact with him some. He's doing very well. Um, I haven't talked to Flora in several years. I've never talked to um, Melissa since, I don't know, the last time you guys know I've talked to her, which is on some kind of something years ago. I don't remember when that was. But Was Dan, that the 10-year reunion, maybe? I think so. I think so. I think so. And I forget about a lot of these things, you know? So, yeah. Who, who was maybe who you weren't expecting would say they would do it that said they would? Was it Flora? No way. Joe. Oh, Okay, so that's who you thought wouldn't do it. That was kind of like no, and possibly Melissa. But nobody's heard from her, or has somebody? Well, I haven't. Has someone haven't. else? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll we'll, we'll let that we'll let the mind. But all I can say, is Cynthia has not. I have not heard from Melissa. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I I will say I think uh, she and Flora talk sometimes. I'm not sure how often, though. Okay. Yeah. So the main agenda for you guys showing up to this was you guys were supposed to be starting your own business. We know that the business didn't come to be. What yeah. What was your plan for your guys' business? Like, if you did, you have a did you have a plan? I don't even think I had a plan. Mm-mm. I didn't have a plan, and then um, I know Sarah came up with delicious deliveries. Dan makes jokes about that all the time on Facebook. You know how well off we'd be if we had delicious deliveries, and I forget all about that. But I mean, we could barely stand each other. And the and and the whole thing is that in order to get this money, we all had to agree. That is very difficult to do. Very difficult. You know what I mean? Because everyone has their own um, uh, sense of, of how things should be run. You know, we thought we were going to listen to Joe because he had more um business experience way back then even then right and then you know sarah had her own idea of doing things then you got flora with her opinions and and things like that i mean i was i was just kind of like i didn't really know but i was just kind of like let's just do something because the opportunity is going to escape us which is what ended up happening anyway we just couldn't pull it together we couldn't come together and pull it together i say give us that same opportunity now as adults to see what happens, you know. You know I that think would we be have a very... lot more at stake. I'm sorry. Oh no, continue. I think that we have a lot more at stake now because we're all, you know, most of us are parents. I think, mm-hmm. or half of us, maybe three of us. I think just three of us are parents. Myself, Sarah, uh, not Sarah, uh, Laura. myself, Flora, and um, I've 
I've heard that Melissa is having a baby. I don't, you know, if she is, congratulations, you know. So, but I don't think anyone else has any children yet. So, it, it, you know, it's, it looks different to you now when you are responsible for more than yourself. So that's why I'm like, give us that same opportunity again to start a business. I think we'll be able to pull it together because we're more level-headed. At least I hope we are more level-headed. We're more reasonable. We've had more life experiences, you know, to share with each other and, and probably more willing to listen to each other instead of just bickering all the time, you know? I think it would be a beautiful sight to see adults come together, you know, who originally knew each other in 96 and then come together. Let's just say hypothetically, I don't know when it'll happen, but like, let's just throw out a year 23, right? Mm -hmm. See that, see that happen would be exactly what I feel like the whole center premise of homecoming is, is for wholesome content. Right. So, well, I don't know that. I I don't think so, Mike. Well, depending on for us to be at each other's throats and, you know, and and, and picking up where we left off and, and all this, you know, I might, uh, I might be preaching to the wrong choir here. So yes, I think so too. I think those that are older like us, but like this other generation, like my son's generation, don't give a damn about us coming together as grown-ups and working things out. They they could care less. It's it's my generation and older than me are the ones that might be like, that was very grown up, and we appreciate you guys for doing this like this, and you guys have really kept it together, and da-da. nobody wants to see you keep it together. Mm-hmm. They want to see you tear each other apart. And, you know, every, I don't have anything to go in there with like that, which kind of comes back with like the challenge and stuff, you know. I don't, um, I don't have any vendettas against anybody. I'm just, You know, I'm watching the beat of my own drum. I don't want no trouble. I don't want no problems. I mean, you're not going to just pump me. That's not going to happen. But, you know, I'm not running around here, you know, ready to knock somebody's block off and stuff. That's not how I roll. I'm a lady. I am a delicate flower. Okay. (laughs) Well, was, was Miami the city delicate for you? Like, did you stay there after the season got done filming like did you get an apartment mm-hmm. you did. did so after the show was over um i was working while, during the whole show i was working for a real estate company and i uh, i think it was i forget the name of it but anyway the whole time i was working there um had a, a job there i was an admin i believe at um a real estate company that was at that time building everything that you see on South Beach right now. I always think, what would have happened had I never left South Beach? I had an apartment directly across the street from um, the beach. You know, I could get on, put on my rollerblades, go right around the corner to work. I was down there with all the the shops, the the clubs, the the cafes, all the stuff. It, every, it was like a perfect place for a young person at that time to live. Um, and I stayed after the show was over. And once everything calmed down and everybody went home, I got very lonely out there because I'm used to even having people around me or my family or whatever. So I had my sister, Sandra, from Atlanta, who lives there still. She drove up one weekend to come and hang out and party with me. I ended up going home with her. I said, I don't want you to leave me. She was like, come back with me. I said, "Okay." So we got uh, trash bags put all of my worldly possessions in a trash bag, 
put it in her car and we drove back to Georgia. And I lived with my sister, I don't know, six to eight months before I returned to California. Yep, I sure did. And I, I lived out there with her for a while. And I just always wondered what would have had, what would my life be like had I never left, you know, South Beach. But one will ever know. I may never even have my son. Who knows? I don't know. So was coming off the show a little bit of a culture shock for you? Because that's something I deal with very closely with cast members that exit reality shows, mainly the ones that I talk about, the real world and the challenge. Like it's tough to return to normal life, maybe because the volume of which the setting is a lot less. You know, there, you don't have a ton of cameras on you and you don't have the same crowd of people around you. Like maybe you just go back to a normal job. Like was that a tough transition for you? Not so much because I had a job the whole time. I had a 40 hour a week job. I used to get up and go to work and come back home and catch up with whatever was going on in the household. So I've always worked because I had uh, shit at home I still to pay for. I had a car. I had moved out of an apartment that my sister and I was staying in, all these different things. This is me still taking care of my business like I always have, you know while I have to multitask and do all these different things to keep it all going, you know? Mm -hmm. So the part that, that was, that was the part I didn't miss was all the cameras around all the time. I was happy to, to be able to relax from that. Um, the, the loneliness came in when, you know, we all moved out of the house. That was fine, but I had a really nice apartment. So for me to be living alone, um, which was my first time ever living alone, um, and in a more quiet environment, that that felt weird to me. So that's when I had my sister come up to visit with me and we had a great time. And I just didn't want to feel that loneliness anymore. So that's why I was like, I want to I want to go back home with you. And she was like, bet, pack your stuff. Let's go. Let's go. And that's exactly what happened. So it wasn't necessarily the um the, the lights, camera action for me or the reality of having to go back to a job. I was still working so that was no big deal for me and that wasn't a hard adjustment to make either mm -hmm. well that's good then you had something to keep your mind off of not even thinking about a transition you're like oh well back to work <laughs> and then you yeah just i mean it was it's, it's just like i go to work tomorrow but i don't go to this house i go to my apartment mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a big thing for me yeah the house was beautiful and and it was great but I still lived across the street from the damn beach. That, yeah. I come from Oakland. It was still better than where I came from. You know what I mean? And it was still very much a, 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 a great opportunity and space to be in at that time. I'm 22 years old back then. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? I was living my best life back then. But Cynthia comes from a large family. She got homesick and her sister came to see about her and she left with her sister. That's, that's pretty much what happened. So now let me ask you, since I know a popular thing back during that era was, you know, you would, doors would open typically, like you'd get opportunities like, hey, you want to act? Hey, do you want to have a speaking engagement at this place? Hey, you want to show up to our local bar just to pretty much be, be there so more people will show up? Uh -huh. Were you given any opportunities or did any opportunities open like any doors because you were in the real world to do anything of that nature? Um, yes. Some opportunities did open to me, but being that I didn't have proper representation at the time and someone really looking out for my best interest, it was a lot of um, 
hey, come and sleep on my casting couch kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, give you this if you go and do that. Or, um, you know, it wasn't anything that I was willing to sacrifice myself to do because I just, shit, I guess I just really didn't want it that bad. And I figured this isn't the opportunity for me because I don't feel good about how it's being presented to me and what I need to do in order to be a part of something that's bigger. And I think if I had the proper representation and and, and people looking out for me like my family normally would, then it would have been, you know, a different thing. They could they could kind of um, scan through it a, bit, a little bit better than me because I'm still very naive about this world back then, you know, but I had enough foresight to know that's not the opportunity for you, Sin. Don't do that. I've always had my head screwed on straight, you know, mm-hmm. and thankfully to my mother and my family that it's like that. But um, I could see then, I mean, you can smell a rat a, a, a mile away. Are you able to share this, like specifically what this opportunity is? Not, not exactly. Because okay. to be honest, there were several that I don't really remember, but it wasn't enough to make me jump from the ledge and do it. I just wouldn't do it. It was, it was a few opportunities and stuff, but nothing that nothing that I just would be able to live with. Just I'm okay. gonna pass. Mm. And we're gonna so just maybe like it would have went against potentially some of your morals. Yes. That's, I love your eyebrow when you do that. <laughs> like Wayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> My morals intact is um is everything. If you don't have that, if I don't have that, then what you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for every damn thing. Yeah. It's just the way it is. That's a very old saying, you know. Um, so I just passed and, and my life is what it is, and and we move forward and we move on. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you did you did move on, and not only did you move on, you moved on to the first ever season of the challenge. Mm-hmm. which at this time is known as Road Rules All-Stars. And there's a huge popular debate on this. Everybody goes back and forth on whether or not this is a real challenge season or not, you know? Right, right. And it's crazy because the tagline of All-Stars is, is. all-finalist season. And technically, this would be, <laughs> you know, your finalist appearance, you know? Right, so exactly. Do you, would you, like, obviously, like, you might have some stake in the game here, but if you were, like, an outsider looking in, I personally don't have an answer. I think that it's a season. That's all I know. Would you determine this to be, like, a challenge season? Would you consider it? Nope. Really? Nope. It's not a challenge because no one got eliminated and sent home. So, win, lose, or draw, you get to stay and you get to finish out your season. A challenge is, you know elimination rounds and things like that and the cast gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and tells a victorious winner mm-hmm. this was more of um a um a op- this was more of a um it's not even a scavenger hunt it was, it was basically more, a road rule season yeah yes exactly so if, if i really think about it i've had a chance to do two of those shows i've done the real world and the road rule you see what I'm saying? Now, they call it a challenge because we did challenge uh, Ronnie's season of the road rules up in New York. But mm-hmm. other than that, there was no other competition that we had with anybody else throughout that whole season. Mm-hmm. Right? We did this 
this excursion, that excursion, and we all went through it and it was all, everybody separate, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, their experience of this in particular challenge, you know what I mean? But otherwise there was no elimination. We all got through it at the same time, whether you liked it or not, whether you wanted to do it or not, you got through it all at the same time. That's why I don't, I don't feel like I was a winner of that challenge because we all won. We all got through it and lived to see another day. Nobody went home. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was to me, it was it was more like a, a road rules season. Absolutely. Yeah, it was you, John Brennan. Yep. Who I hold very near and dear. Rachel yep. and Rachel and Sean and Eric. Mm-hmm. And Which is where Rachel and Sean met. They met and they ride off into the sunset, never uh-huh. to be seen again on MTV, but yeah. <laughs> they're seen in a different type of regard. But um, they ended mm-hmm. up getting married, as we know. Was that was that a surprise to you? Yeah, it was a surprise to me. Um, and the amount of children that they have is a, is a real surprise to me. Oh, you yeah. know, And that Sean is, I think, a congressman now or something like yes. that. And Ra- Rachel's on Fox News, I believe. Or, I don't know. Is she? She is. Or maybe she was or is. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but that doesn't surprise me. You know, she's always had that that look and you know what I mean? So I don't um, I was very surprised to know that they got married, though. And I was like, oh, wow, that's you know, we they met when we all met, you know, <laughs> and wow, what a life they're having, I guess, you know, so good for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't seen Eric since. And I hear he's like this health guru guy eric was on the show two weeks ago oh was he very good very good yeah so you know i everyone is doing their stuff you know yeah (laughs) you took a break though i believe right but that was your only one you did until battle of the sexes too Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't even call it a break i wasn't being called for anything i wasn't being you know courted to do anything else i went on with my life so you know? no calls before and after Battle of the Sexes too. Um, when was the ten year reunion? I think I did that. That was after. That was the after challenge. the uh, the, challenge, the first challenge. The first challenge, and uh, and then the Battle of the Sexes was somewhere. In, I'm not sure which came first, but the Battle of the Sexes was the last time I did anything for MTV, and that was in 2004. My son was two years old, and I remember being out there in New Mexico doing that. And I was so miserable and homesick because my son was two and I'm out here doing this. It just didn't feel the same for me. And even then I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. No one, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, no one happened to ask me to come back, but I knew for myself that I'm, I, even though he was at home with his dad and stuff, I needed to be there. He was two years old, you know? And so I just didn't feel good about being away from him in that capacity. That was my first time going onto reality TV as a mother. And during that time, I was the only mother in the whole cast. It was everybody else was much younger yeah. than me. They partying and having a good it was time. A, it was a different crop of people when you were mm-hmm. on that show. They they were Absolutely. just coming up. Oh yeah. They were young, they were little young Thundercats back then, you know? <laughs> and then here I come, the mama of the family, you know. And, and 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 just you know older because see I was I had to be about 32 or my son was born when I was 29 yeah I was about 31 something like that wow fast forward all these years my son is about to be 20 in a couple of months grown-ass man 
and you know, and and I, and Mama got her life back. You know what I mean? So I can do whatever I want with my life, however I want. You know, and I'm very happy about that. So you would say that experience wasn't. I wouldn't say maybe a bad one, but not one that you like hold in like a that was splendid type of regard. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that fun to me because my mind was was elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope he's sleeping. Is he all right? Does he miss me? And it just made it worse when I call home and I talk to him. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm dying. I'm ready to go home because my son is too. Yeah, he's with his dad, but it's not like being around your mama. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I can't I can't wait to get out of here because I need to go. I need to be doing this, not necessarily this, you know. Well, did you happen to go to Greece with the one prize that you won on that show? No, I didn't even go to Greece. I'm so mad about that. And um, and, and I think I realized that I could go. I had if I were going to go, I was going to I only had a ticket that was paid for me to go. And mm-hmm. at that time, um, I couldn't find anybody to go with me, and I was trying to figure out how to how to manage, you know, or or plan a trip that was abroad. I had never been abroad by myself like that. I had a lot of reservations about that. And I was like, ah, screw it. I'm just if I'm ever afforded an opportunity again, then I'll go. Um, I, I reached out to MTV, and I think I might have asked them if I could postpone it. And I think you had to take it within a, a certain amount of time and dates. You know, there was a lot of parameters around it. So it wasn't just like an open ticket. Hey, go whenever you want. It was like, you, if you go on a go, you need to go within this block of time. And that's it. And you're the only one we're paying to go. How fun is that for me to go to Greece all by myself? I, I'm adventurous, but I like that. Well, you know, I could probably list on my hand right now a list less than five people that would probably uh, jump at that opportunity <laughs> to go by themselves to Greece. Yeah, uh, not so much. <laughs> but that's just crazy that they were offering that back then because that came during a time for a while when they would have those daily challenges during like not mm-hmm. not like the elimination round, like the standard challenges where like the winning team had like some stake in it aside from yeah. obviously the gameplay yeah where like, yeah i know they're yeah. handing out like ipods xboxes watches uh we got a trip to greece <laughs> you got a trip to greece that uh-huh. you know didn't end yep. up coming to me but you got one no less i um, got one nonetheless i won i didn't i didn't cash it in that's okay and i guess that just all draws back to reality tv today i mean i guess you know with the Anti being upped with already a million dollar prize being at stake, then I guess maybe the iPods and the Xboxes will come a lot scarce these days on these shows. Yeah, I think so. so I don't think that's like a big prize anymore. You no. raised the bar. Now yeah. you got to meet us where we're at all the time. You just it just keeps going up and up. You could you could buy about twenty iPods or Xboxes with that I'm million. I'm trying to tell you exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, Cynthia, I had a great time chatting with you today. It was a ton of fun. Um, I'm hoping that the audience that watched this too is going to be as excited to see you back on May 11th as I will be. And hopefully this was a nice little uh, reintroduction for you. It was. And thank you so much, Mike, for um, following up with me and uh, bringing me onto your your podcast. I, I certainly appreciate it. And hopefully this won't be the last time we speak. No, I'm sure it won't be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a, Have a great rest of your day. And you do the same. I'll talk soon.
拜拜。Bye.